Hey everyone, my name is Eric Escobar, and I'm the Tech Talker. Listener Margie sent in an interesting question recently. She said, Hey Tech Talker, I have a ton of old software that I use on a Windows XP computer. Is there any way I can run this on my new Windows 8 laptop? Margie, this is a great question, and there are two ways that you can do this. But first, a word from our sponsors. Social media is an important part of marketing and PR today. But do you know how to really use it to your company's advantage? Fortunately, our friends at Reagan Communications have teamed up with Public Relations Society of America to bring you the second annual Social Media for PR and Corporate Communications Conference at Disney World. You'll hear from experts at companies big and small, including Whole Foods, Google, and Teach for America, and learn how to tie your social media strategy to your communications plan and overall business objectives. All with the magical backdrop of Disney World. The conference will be held April 2nd through April 4th in 2014. So find more information at quickanddirtytips.com slash offers. That's quickanddirtytips.com slash offers. Okay, the first and easiest way to run Windows XP program on a Windows 8 computer is to right-click in the program you want to run, click Properties, and then click the Compatibility tab. From here, you can run the program from almost any version of Windows. This is pretty slick and easy if it works for you. However, I've had problems with this in the past, especially with elderly software. When this easy trick doesn't work, it's usually best to run a VM or virtual machine. Basically, this means running a computer within a computer. It allows you to have a completely separate operating system running alongside your current one. This is pretty magical if you ask me, because you can have completely different systems running at once. Why might this be useful? Well, say you're in Margie's shoes. She may have an old XP computer that she's only keeping around for certain legacy software. She could easily create a virtual XP computer on her new laptop and not have to worry about that old machine breaking. Or say she switched operating systems from Windows to Mac. She could easily have Windows 7 or XP running within her Mac operating system. This way, she can still use Windows-specific programs that aren't available for her Mac. Sounds great, right? But how is this accomplished? If you want to run Windows on a Mac operating system, your solution is Parallels. The application costs about $60, but it works seamlessly. There are free options that I'll mention in a little bit, but Parallels works so well, I would highly recommend paying for it. Unfortunately, if you want to go the other direction, that is, run Mac on Windows, this is much harder. In fact, it borders on illegal, so I won't be covering it in this podcast, but just know if you really need it, there is a solution out there. Now, my favorite piece of VM software is called VirtualBox. This software is free and works on Windows, Mac, and Linux. It's really easy to use and makes running multiple machines pretty painless. In order to get a virtual machine up and running, you'll need to install VirtualBox, and you'll also need to download or a CD of the operating system you want to run. If you have a CD, that's probably the easiest method, but some operating systems come in an ISO format, or ISO. This file format is essentially a digital CD. You can burn this file to a disk and it will work exactly as an install CD would. But instead of burning a bunch of disks, I just keep a folder of these files that I can install from whenever I need to. VirtualBox makes it really easy and simple to select a file and install from it. Just keep in mind that these install files contain a full operating system, so they can take up anywhere from 1 to 5 gigabytes of space. 
make sure you have enough disk space and time before you download these files. I will often burn these ISOs to a DVD or CD so that I'm not wasting hard drive space. You can do this using Windows 7, 8, and Mac operating systems by default, or by using ImageBurn, which is a free burning program. Once you've got your system files, you can install the operating system you need and start using it. There are some things to keep in mind, however. Running a virtual machine will use quite a bit of resources. After all, you are running two operating systems on one computer. Generally, you'll want a fairly powerful computer to do this. Anything with 4GB or more of RAM should be sufficient. Pretty much any computer you bought in the past 3-4 to four years should be fine. You can limit how many resources you allocate to your virtual machine if you notice that your normal operating system is too slow. Just keep in mind that if you're not using your virtual machine, you should close it so that your computer can resume running at full capacity. If you have any questions about this, VirtualBox's forum has a ton of how-to information to get you started. In case it isn't already clear, virtual machines are pretty awesome. There's a little bit of a learning curve involved, but it's nothing that a few quick searches on YouTube or Google or an email to yours truly can't solve. Additionally, if you're interested in computer science or programming, VMs are a perfect learning platform. You can create a virtual computer, mess it up, and reset it and mess it up again and again, all without making changes to your existing operating system. I also use virtual machines to run different operating systems such as Linux. This way I can practice and tinker without hurting anything else. This leads me to my all-time favorite feature of virtual machines, and that is snapshots. Virtual machines allow you to take a snapshot of a single point in time that you can always go back to. For example, say I took a snapshot of a perfectly clean virtual machine. Then say I try to install software on it that happened to break the virtual machine. I could then simply go into the options of the virtual machine and click the snapshot I want to restore it back to. In a matter of seconds, it's like the mess up never happened. I frequently use this for testing out software without installing it on my main computer. That way, I don't clutter up my hard drive with programs that I never use or that install a lot of junk along with themselves. Once you really get into virtual machines, I'd recommend investing in a piece of software called VMware. This software gives you a lot more control and options that free software generally leaves out. For example, you can convert an existing computer to a virtual one. I've done this with really old computers so that before I recycle them, I can always virtually turn them back on and use whatever was installed on them or grab any files off. I've even gone so far as to move my grandma's old operating system to a new computer, but keep only her old operating system on it. That way she's familiar with it, but it's extremely quick and she doesn't have to learn how to use a new operating system. Thanks again to today's sponsor, the second annual Social Media for PR and Corporate Communications Conference at Disney World. Learn more at quickanddirtytips.com offers. And with that, here are your three quick and dirty tips on virtual machines. One, virtual machines allow you to run multiple operating systems at the same time on a single computer. Two, virtual machines can take up quite a lot of your computer's resources. So before you power up a virtual machine, be sure that you have enough computer disk space and power to handle it. Otherwise, your computer will grind to a halt. Three, virtual machines allow you to test, break, experiment, and get your hands dirty with any number of operating systems without requiring any extra hardware running on your existing operating system. Well, that's it for today. Be sure to check out all of my earlier episodes at techtalker.quickanddirtytips.com. 
And if you have any further questions about this podcast or want to make a suggestion for a future episode, post them on the Tech Talker Facebook page. And until next time, I'm the Tech Talker, keeping technology simple.